Hi, I'm Governor Christy Nome. Before the show starts, I'm here to remind you that this episode is sponsored by Meth. Meth is so good, you guys. You start to feel tired and then bam, more meth and you're ready for another 36-hour conservative media marathon. Meth, we're on it. Now let's start the show. Attention, South Dakota residents. Everything is fine. Everything is beautiful. Go back to your homes. Go back to your jobs. Trust in the authority. Work. Stay asleep. Work. Stay asleep. Work. Stay asleep. Work. Stay asleep. Docile and distracted during times of uncertainty. This is the South Dakota Department of Propaganda Podcast. Here are your authority figures, Steve and Corny. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the South Dakota Department of Propaganda Podcast. A cynical attempt to distract you from the systematic dismantling of everything you hold dear. I'm your host, Steve. And with me, as always, is my good pal and show mascot, Corny. Hey, everyone, it's me, Corny. Uh-huh. You, uh, you sound a little different, Corny. Oh, yeah. The sore throat I had when we recorded the first episodes has finally cleared up. I feel much better now, thank you for asking. Right. Okay, moving on. This week's agenda, the South Dakota EB-5 scandal. The South Dakota EB-5 scandal refers to a controversy that emerged in the early 2010s involving a federal program that offers visas to foreign investors in exchange for investing in projects that create jobs in the United States. The scandal involved the misuse of funds from the EB-5 program in South Dakota, which was administered by a state agency called the South Dakota Regional Center, SDRC. The SDRC was responsible for soliciting foreign investment and using the funds to support economic development projects in the state. However, it was discovered that a significant portion of the funds raised through the program were diverted to a private company called SDRC Inc. that was owned by a prominent South Dakota businessman, Jupe Ballin. Ballin used the funds for personal gain, including purchasing a luxury car and paying off his credit card debt. Additionally, some of the economic development projects that were supposed to be supported by the EB-5 program were not completed and investors did not receive the visas they were promised. The scandal led to a federal investigation, and several people were indicted on charges of fraud and other crimes. The South Dakota EB-5 scandal was a high-profile case that highlighted some of the risks and challenges associated with the EB-5 program and the need for stronger oversight and regulation of the program to prevent fraud and abuse. Several individuals were indicted in connection with the EB-5 scandal in South Dakota. Some of the notable individuals who faced charges include Jupe Ballin, a former state employee who oversaw the administration of the EB-5 program in South Dakota. He was indicted on charges of embezzlement, bribery, and unauthorized disposal of personal property. Richard Benda, a former state official who served as Secretary of Tourism and State Development. He was indicted on charges of theft and falsifying evidence. Mike Rounds, a former governor of South Dakota who oversaw the creation of the SDRC. While he was not personally charged in the case, there were questions raised about his involvement and oversight of the program. Annette Bosworth, a former candidate for the U.S. Senate who was involved in a separate scandal related to the misuse of funds from the EB-5 program. 
She was indicted on charges of perjury and filing false documents. These individuals, along with others, faced various charges related to the misuse of funds from the EB-5 program, fraud, and other crimes. The scandal ultimately led to changes in the administration and regulation of the program to prevent similar abuses in the future. Jupe Bolin, who oversaw the administration of the EB-5 program in South Dakota, was indicted on charges of embezzlement, bribery, and unauthorized disposal of personal property in connection with the EB-5 scandal. In 2016, Bolin pleaded guilty to a single felony count of unauthorized disposal of personal property, and the other charges against him were dropped. He was sentenced to five years of probation and ordered to pay a $2,000 fine and $7,000 in restitution. As part of his plea agreement, Ballin agreed to cooperate with federal investigators and provide information about his role in the EB-5 scandal. His cooperation reportedly led to additional indictments and convictions in the case. Ballin's guilty plea and cooperation were seen as significant developments in the case, as he was considered a key figure in the administration of the EB-5 program in South Dakota. His actions were seen as a major contributor to the mismanagement and misuse of funds from the program. Mike Rounds, who served as governor of South Dakota from 2003 to 2011 and oversaw the creation of the South Dakota Regional Center, SDRC, that administered the EB-5 program in the state, faced questions and scrutiny in connection with the EB-5 scandal. While Rounds was not personally charged in the case, there were questions raised about his involvement and oversight of the program. Some critics accused Rounds of creating an environment that allowed for the mismanagement and misuse of funds from the program to occur. During his time as governor, Rounds promoted the EB-5 program as a way to attract investment and create jobs in South Dakota. However, it was later revealed that some of the funds raised through the program were diverted to a private company owned by a prominent South Dakota businessman, Jupe Bolin, who used the funds for personal gain. The scandal ultimately led to changes in the administration and regulation of the program to prevent similar abuses in the future. Rounds, for his part, defended his administration's handling of the program and denied any wrongdoing. However, his role in the scandal may have damaged his reputation and political career, as he faced criticism and scrutiny in the aftermath of the scandal. Adding to the controversy, there was a suicide connected to the EB-5 scandal in South Dakota. In October 2013, Richard Benda, a former state official who served as Secretary of Tourism and State Development, was found dead from a gunshot wound in a rural area of the state. Benda had been involved in the administration of the EB-5 program in South Dakota and was a key figure in the scandal. He was indicted on charges of theft and falsifying evidence related to the program shortly before his death. Benda's death was initially ruled a suicide by law enforcement officials, although there were some questions raised about the circumstances surrounding his death. Some critics suggested that Benda may have been the victim of foul play and that his death was connected to the EB-5 scandal. However, an investigation by the state attorney general's office ultimately concluded that Benda's death was indeed a suicide and that there was no evidence to suggest that his death was connected to the EB-5 scandal or any other criminal activity. While many of the key figures in the EB-5 scandal in South Dakota have been indicted, convicted, or otherwise held accountable for their actions, there are still some unanswered questions about the scandal. Here are a few examples. 
The full extent of the mismanagement and misuse of funds from the EB-5 program in South Dakota is not completely clear. While many of the key figures have been charged with crimes, it is possible that there were other individuals involved in the scandal who have not yet been identified or held accountable. There are still questions about the role of some of the elected officials and political leaders in the scandal. While some officials were implicated in the scandal, it is possible that others were involved or had knowledge of the mismanagement of the program. There are also questions about the broader implications of the EB-5 program and other investment immigration programs. The EB-5 program has been criticized by some as being susceptible to fraud and abuse, and the South Dakota scandal highlighted some of the challenges associated with administering such programs. There are ongoing debates about the merits of such programs and how they can be effectively regulated to prevent fraud and abuse. Overall, while the EB-5 scandal in South Dakota has led to significant changes in the administration and regulation of the program, there are still some unanswered questions and ongoing debates about investment immigration programs and their role in the U.S. economy. South Dakota still has an EB-5 program today. The state's EB-5 program is administered by the South Dakota Governor's Office of Economic Development, GOED and is designed to promote economic development and job creation by attracting foreign investment to the state. Under the program, foreign investors can apply for a visa to live and work in the United States by investing at least $900,000 in a qualified project in South Dakota that creates at least 10 jobs. The state has established a regional center to oversee the program and facilitate the investment process. Following the EB-5 scandal in South Dakota, the state implemented a number of reforms to improve the administration and oversight of the program. These reforms included greater transparency and accountability measures, increased reporting requirements for project sponsors and regional centers, and enhanced background checks for key individuals involved in the program. Other states have programs similar to the EB-5 program. The EB-5 program is a federal program that provides visas to foreign investors who invest at least $900,000 in qualified projects in the United States that create at least 10 jobs. However, the program also allows states to establish their own regional centers to oversee the program and attract investment to specific areas or industries within their state. Many states have established their own regional centers, and have used the EB-5 program to promote economic development and job creation within their borders. Some states have also established their own investment immigration programs that are similar to the EB-5 program but are not part of the federal program. These state-level programs vary in their requirements and regulations, but they generally follow a similar model to the EB-5 program, providing visas to foreign investors who invest a certain amount of money in a qualified project that creates jobs in the state. Some of the most active states in terms of investment immigration programs include California, New York, Texas, and Florida, although many other states have established similar programs as well. It is worth noting that investment immigration programs like the EB-5 program have been the subject of some controversy and criticism, with some critics arguing that they are susceptible to fraud and abuse and that they unfairly provide visas to wealthy investors at the expense of other immigrants who may not have the same financial resources. Nonetheless, these programs continue to be popular in many states as a way to attract investment and promote economic growth.
There are also questions about the broader implications of the EB-5 program and other investment immigration programs. The EB-5 program has been criticized by some as being susceptible to fraud and abuse, and the South Dakota scandal highlighted some of the challenges associated with administering such programs. There are ongoing debates about the merits of such programs and how they can be effectively regulated to prevent fraud and abuse. Overall, while the EB-5 scandal in South Dakota has led to significant changes in the administration and regulation of the program, there are still some unanswered questions and ongoing debates about investment immigration programs and their role in the U.S. economy. South Dakota still has an EB-5 program today. The state's EB-5 program is administered by the South Dakota Governor's Office of Economic Development, GOED, and is designed to promote economic development and job creation by attracting foreign investment to the state. Under the program, foreign investors can apply for a visa to live and work in the United States by investing at least $900,000 in a qualified project in South Dakota that creates at least 10 jobs. The state has established a regional center to oversee the program and facilitate the investment process. Following the EB-5 scandal in South Dakota, the state implemented a number of reforms to improve the administration and oversight of the program. These reforms included greater transparency and accountability measures, increased reporting requirements for project sponsors and regional centers, and enhanced background checks for key individuals involved in the program. Other states have programs similar to the EB-5 program. The EB-5 program is a federal program that provides visas to foreign investors who invest at least $900,000 in qualified projects in the United States that create at least 10 jobs. However, the program also allows states to establish their own regional centers to oversee the program and attract investment to specific areas or industries within their state. Many states have established their own regional centers and have used the EB-5 program to promote economic development and job creation within their borders. Some states have also established their own investment immigration programs that are similar to the EB-5 program but are not part of the federal program. These state-level programs vary in their requirements and regulations, but they generally follow a similar model to the EB-5 program, providing visas to foreign investors who invest a certain amount of money in a qualified project that creates jobs in the state. Some of the most active states in terms of investment immigration programs include California, New York, Texas, and Florida, although many other states have established similar programs as well. It is worth noting that investment immigration programs like the EB-5 program have been the subject of some controversy and criticism, with some critics arguing that they are susceptible to fraud and abuse and that they unfairly provide visas to wealthy investors at the expense of other immigrants who may not have the same financial resources. Nonetheless, these programs continue to be popular in many states as a way to attract investment and promote economic growth.
that that's done, it's time for a fan voicemail. This one comes from someone called Officer Trucking. Now, how the fuck people live in South Dakota, man? I don't get it. Right now, I'm freezing. Look, it's freaking windy and I'm freezing. Oh, Lord. I can't wait to go back to Florida. Dear Officer Trucking, the people of South Dakota spend most of each winter asking that themselves. We hope you enjoyed your visit and safe travels. Thank you for listening to the South Dakota Department of Propaganda podcast. You can get early commercial free access by supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash South Dakota.